We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Vanessa Hudgens pays homage to some of Hollywood's most iconic movie moments as she takes to the stage in six, all caps, six outfits to host the 2020 MTV Movie and TV Awards. That needs an addendum. It's not the award show. It's the greatest of all time award show special that's 90 minutes long that took place of the MTV TV and MTV movie and TV award show on MTV last night because an there award were no show, real. An award show that people already don't watch. An award show that already is one of the kind of least cared about award shows. But also, I got to say, the only TV moment, movie TV moment that I saw that they even paid tribute to was when Selma Blair and Sarah... Uh, Sarah Michelle Jessica, Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller kiss in Cruel Intentions, which I have to say, it's stereotypically now at this point, the only moment that anyone on MTV seems to want to celebrate in film, you know? It was the kiss that blew a thousand minds. Congratulations to the GOAT legendary lip lock, Selma Blair and Sarah Michelle Geller. Thank you, MTV, for not just recognizing the kiss now with the Golden Goat, but also with a popcorn trophy back in 2000 for Best Kiss. Making this the single most awarded kiss in cinema history. You don't have to Google it. I already did. I think the reason the kiss has resonated with people for so long is not just for the initial shock value, but because it was a catalyst for so many young people to help them realize certain aspects of their sexuality and help make people comfortable to be who they really are. It also represented a paradigm shift to a new dynamic towards acceptance in pop culture. Well, and also it was super hot. 
MTV has been celebrating that moment for 21 years. For 21 years. I think it's because they can always get a hold of Sarah and um, Selma. They're always like, they're like waiting by the phone to be asked to like smooch again or whatever on camera. Oh yeah, there are certain like, I guess quote unquote MTV moments that I think would not even exist as major pieces of like cultural consciousness had they not been aired and celebrated on MTV for years and years and years and years and years. That's uh-huh. one of them. And I, I'm trying to think of like the other the other big movie things or just like uh, what are big MTV clips that they show all the time? Like Courtney Love throwing the compact, the Madonna on that thing. Like there are certain things that were just aired and re-aired. Mariah Carey showing up to TRL that were aired and re-aired on that channel for so long when right. we were growing up right. that like I remember them as huge, but they're only huge if you happen to watch MTV all the time. When you were a kid uh-huh. or a teen. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it's exactly. like, how many times have I seen Cruel Intentions? Maybe twice. Baby. How many times have I seen that clip? Clip 100, right. one, at least 100 times. I can't imagine. I mean, I know Cruel Intentions was important to all of us, but I can't imagine that it is as important as MTV wants us to think it is, you know, wants us to <laughs> kind of imagine it as, to remember it as, you know, I really yeah. truly believe that it's because these two women are essentially like who, downward who's, like who's on, who's, who's neg. Downward facing Like, who's. you know what I mean? Like who's on the way down from them, you know, you know, you know what I mean? I guess what they would call like washed up, but in a nicer way, uh, they can always, way. they can always get them to participate. And this yeah. time they made them kiss over like a plastic barrier. It's like, I don't want to yeah. see that. I don't want to see that. No. They, I I don't know their addresses, obviously, but if you told me they were literal next door neighbors, I'd be like, that makes perfect sense because they always seem to be next to each they other. They moved in near each other so that when MTV yeah. called for them to acknowledge <laughs> this kiss, they the could scene. pick up the phone. Yeah, which happens no, but that's, more than once a year. Constantly. I think a better way of articulating what I meant by that was that it's it's weird that it's a movie. It's like there are certain MTV moments that MTV loves to pat itself on the back for. And they're usually moments that exist like specifically in the universe of MTV. Like they happen on TRL. They happen at the award show. They happen whatever. Michael Jackson saying, uh, just think nobody thought this would last. Like smooch, smooch, Lisa Marie Presley. I know. When Madonna threw the thing up to the Courtney Love or whatever. Courtney Love threw the thing into Madonna, whatever. Yeah. But. This is a movie moment that wasn't even an MTV moment, but it feels so specifically MTV in a way that a lot of movie moments don't. It's like this feels like more of an MTV moment than a Cruel Intentions moment because think they can't stop celebrating it. Do you think it is literally because MTV, at whenever this award show was at its peak relevance, which was rare and it was short, it had that mm-hmm. best kiss category and that did yeah. make quote-unquote waves yeah so yeah. that's why they kind of are allowed to celebrate it because they kind of made it a thing by talking about the idea of a best kiss like when ryan gosling mm-hmm. and rachel mcadams like kissed on stage when they accepted their award and we were like oh they really love each other and that was like cute for us <laughs> yeah you know yes yeah okay yeah okay yeah okay um but vanessa hudgens hosted the show which was the greatest of all time so the logo was a goat and we're, she just we're not calling out. it the greatest of all time. It was no. actually called the greatest of all time. Vanessa Hudgens hosting the show was not the greatest of all time. Just FYI. These were awards designed. Well, like a lot of awards on TV and the People's Choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were awards designed in part based on who would accept them. So it was like, yes. oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and 
Selma Blair will definitely do this, but it's like the most heartbreaking breakup. Why is that even a category? Because Kristen Bell and what's his name? Jason Siegel love attention. You know, like, okay, yeah. that answers the question. Cobra Kai, still don't know what Cobra Kai is, but it won something. They're not awards in the sense that you vote for them or anyone voted for them. It's just a, it's just mm-hmm. a variety show with a list. It's a list, you know, it's a... It's a press release. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, top, release. It's a top 10 list, you know? Not that I'm like, cancel her, but how are we celebrating <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens at this time? We are not done with this thing, and she is not the uh, poster child right now. We cannot give her this stuff to do right now like come on come on i thought it was strange number one i didn't even know this was happening until i was on rotten tomatoes last night just checking up the rotten tomatoes and what was the banner ad vanessa hudgens hosts the mtv tv and movie awards tonight and i was like excuse me tonight and it's vanessa hudgens and then i had to google it she wasn't announced as the host of this until mid mid-November so this thing even more than most things during the pandemic just looks like it was scraped together well you know they can you know they can scrape I mean because now especially they can just get everyone to call in from their compounds in Montecito and (laughs) you know they uh, or and then Vanessa Hudgens is live in six dresses it's like all right Mm -hmm. I can put that I could put that together and you know I'm not a producer but I could put that together in a week some people went like they had presenters Maddie Ziegler was there Sia was there where Who else was there That's in a, at a hangar in, was it another hangar in the you know in the valley like where where <laughs> it didn't say like the uh I know. like the vmas were like we're at this hangar isn't that cool and it was like no number one it's depressing this one really did look like that green screen where they shoot the mandalorian that's just like a giant green screen i mean that's, like, everybody screens. is coming to you live from avatar to the best of their ability <laughs> i mean it's true though like it is it is wild how many spaces are just fully digitized in shitty ways now. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's just fully anonymous. They be coming live. They be coming live from Pandora, not Avatar. Avatar is the name of the movie. Pandora. Yeah. Is thank you. The, Sorry. The planet. Sorry. Ugh. The Navi would be coming live to you from Avatar. I want to put money in a little machine so that I can see Kate Winslet hold her breath in a pool covered in those little dots. Covered in those little dots. I mean, where's our behind the scenes? If they're if they're claiming to be making this, where's my like live behind the scenes avatar rolling documentary that updates? Oh, you know, you know he's he's doing that concurrently. Yeah, I need That's that. definitely gonna happen. I'd rather watch that than the movie itself. You know, she can hold her breath for seven minutes. I don't know that I even believe it. That's cr- that actually is crazy. Seven minutes. Kate yeah. Winslet can hold her breath for seven minutes. Yeah. Right. I thought Ammonite was trash, but Kate Winslet can hold her breath for seven minutes. So She can kiss Sir Ronan for seven minutes without coming up for air. She can, she can do well, more. She can do a lot without more. Without coming up for air. Have you seen Ammonite? Oh, my God. I Mixing haven't up... seen Ammonite. It's, Ammonite's just sitting there. Mixing up Ammonite and Avatar is good. <laughs> I saw the funniest. Th- like, I follow all these stan accounts. Ugh, Lindsay followed... Lindsay, like, was on one recently and followed a ton of Stan accounts on the Who Weekly Twitter account. And so now it's, like, half Stan accounts. So the algorithm's sort of messed up. And we're getting Stan accounts that we don't follow, including, like, (laughs) Stan accounts for Ammonite. And 
they were having. It's because I, I feel, followed I felt like so. It's because I followed like a, a one called like Best of Sirsha, and it's like all Sirsha Ronan. That's why you're. So they, they must have been retweeting it, but yeah. uh, they were having the. It was a struggle. They were having. Did you see the difficulty they had in, you know, drumming up excitement from themselves for Ammonites? release they were like well tomorrow it'll be vod and it was just a photo of Sersha looking sad and i was like this isn't doing anything for me yeah oh my god it's it's now premium vod and then it's like kate Winslet looking sad i was like oh (laughs) just desaturated you know it's like do we it's just like so gross yeah yeah those women i mean we don't even know if they will experience love let alone vod so it's just it's just a depressing experience ammonite I can't, I really can't not recommend it enough. <laughs> okay, face me. Now, close your eyes and wet your lips. Are you for real? You want to learn or not? I guess. One one day I'll watch it. Yeah. One day I'll watch okay, it. Okay, we got um, off topic. We can move on to who's... We did get off topic. We actually have a lot of who news today. There's truly, and I don't say this lightly, there's a ton of who news today. It sort of feels, again, I say, we say this a lot sometimes, <laughs> and we say this sometimes. It feels like kind of a normal week because there, there's so much stuff and there's a wide variety of stuff. Well, this is great. This is my favorite type of, of news. So uh, last week or a few weeks ago, there was news that one of the housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane, a.k.a. Erica Girardi, was getting a divorce from her husband. This is notable to anyone who watches the show, but really not anyone outside the show. And why it's notable mm-hmm. is because this is her very, very, very much older husband. Kind of there's a big – her whole kind of story of how she – became the icon and legend that she is currently is because, you know, she Mm -hmm. married this older guy, this old rich guy, and she really loved him. And the whole thing is like her trying to convince everyone, oh, I really love Tom. He's so fantastic, blah, blah, blah. Like this is all on the show. And then she kind of like went from this, she went from like drab to fab, which like, again, whatever. (laughs) But yeah, so... Uh, so so she spends a lot of the show kind of like you know reiterating how much reiterating how much she loves her old husband. They right. filed for, so they file for divorce, and everybody is like shocked, but also like I kind of saw this coming because again she got famous. He's still her old husband. Blah blah. They were married for twenty one years. Yeah, Long right. Time. But you but this kind of happens when people get it's the housewives disease. Like it really is like the curse of the housewives. Like you are. If you sign up as a housewife, you are destined to not be married in the coming mm-hmm. years. So this just thought I thought, oh, I'm not totally surprised because it's a trend line at this point. Comes out last week or this week, last week. Well, this week is a new week. So last week that last week. <laughs> this divorce announcement might have been a fucking sham. These two mm. are still in love. They are they I do still want to be married. But they're getting a divorce so he can hide money that he Im- is embezzling from. Accused of embezzling. A settlement <laughs> that was filed against him uh, for something he did with his law firm in which he stole settlement funds allegedly. from plane crash victims. <laughs> family of plane crash victims. Sorry. Yeah. Allegedly. This is yeah. not quite gone this is going to court there have been Mm -hmm. but we are but there's no ending to this this is still in you know i'm sure this will be in 
the system for a really long time, considering that he's literally one of the more famous lawyers. So to sue him is probably mm-hmm. quite an uh, an ordeal. But what he did was really pr- pretty disgusting. And kind of, if it's true what he did, uh, is yeah. up there in the Housewives Are Disgusting pantheon, you know? Like, it's wild. Like, it's when you gross. said this to me, I didn't, because like, I, as, as, as you know listeners i don't really watch much housewives i've only watched potomac and potomac and that's even that in of itself is new and so when i see that there is a real housewife story i'm sort of like yeah sure i guess this will be interesting and it usually isn't unless you watch it right because like that's why there are so many real housewives podcasts right. there's so much to take in there's right. so much to know and so but this works this works completely out of the context of Real Housewives well, because it's so disgusting. Rich people do crazy stuff too, and this is yeah. yeah so in the list of ha- things that Housewives have done that are gross outside of the outside and within the show, in terms of legal stuff, um, this is probably one of the worst. Mm-hmm. And the reason is is because it's a little bit less quote unquote sexy. But basically, uh, Tom Girardi is part of a law firm they won a major class action lawsuit uh in which the uh vic the family of the victims of line air flight 610 you might remember that's the one where the which plane which plane the boeing the 737 max it's like the first it's the first high profile crash of the 737 max where they were like wait wait these planes are fucked we need to ground all of them right um, so it crashed and it was yeah. definitely the they shouldn't have let that plane fly that's kind of what it mm-hmm. came down to no one should have yeah. let that plane take off and they got a huge settlement the families and now this suit is claiming that you know tom and his law firm are on the verge of financial co- collapse and they needed to fund these outrageous lifestyles for their families including miss erica jane and that they were embezzling settlement funds meant for the victims the family of the victims uh, and the way that the w- way that this divorce does that, which is a little bit complicated, but basically, as somebody explained in the Reddit, which I am going to, uh, <laughs> which I'm going to kind of try to explain to you, is because um, well, it's ba- I mean, I think I I think I sort of get it. So okay. it's like because they don't have a prenup when they get divorced, apparently it's as easy as the assets get split fifty fifty. Oh, and they're no and so, longer Tom's assets. So then they can't. They would be Erica's. Erica's they would be assets. Exactly. Right. So it's they sort would of have like to... what we were talking about with that um, Windy City rehab woman, where they were trying to like sell the house, like do something with real estate, so that the money, the money that could be claimed as assets that could be taken by the courts, right. would instead be funneled to other places. And in this case, the money would be funneled to Erica Jane. And they could sue her too to try and get that mm-hmm. money from her. But just because they're suing him and could be successful on that doesn't mean they could be successful with her. So, like, she might not even be part of the lawsuit, even if even if she gets involved to it. Like, even if like they were, they said, oh, they her half of this money went to his wife, and then then they got divorced. We want that money back too. It still could be like she still could get away with it, is what we're saying. She could get away oh, with yeah. with kind of taking this money. But now that they're realizing this kind of scheme, uh you know, whatever. And if you're wondering, shouldn't these people have gotten their money by now? It's been a few years. No, that's how long these things take to get paid out. Like they just literally take so long. Just because you win and, a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that you receive it all, you know. And in- and listen to this segue. How do I know that class action lawsuits take a long time to be paid out? Because I've seen the movie Aaron Brockovich 
about 100 times. What's important about Aaron Brockovich? The character played by Peter Coyote is allegedly, according to Tom Girardi, based on Tom Girardi because he was a consultant and he was that person in the PG&E case where the Chromium 5, Chromium 6, Chromium 6, the Chromium 6 was in the water at the Hinkley Water Well and he was the one who came in to help Ed Masry like solidify, you know, their um their right. legal team. Like in with, the like, movie. Because they were like fancy schmancy lawyers and Ed Masry was sort of a country lawyer right. in Los Angeles. And you if know? you remember, and in the movie Aaron Brockovich, there's that part where they bring in those lawyers are like, we need your help because we can't mm-hmm. possibly go through all of these testimonials ourselves because it and was she's a- like, I know all their phone numbers. And that woman was like, you don't know all their phone numbers. And she's like, try me. And it's like, okay. And then she wins. Aaron, you don't even have phone numbers for some of them. Whose number do you need? Everyone's. This is a lawsuit. We need to be able to contact the plaintiffs. I said, whose number do you need? You don't know 600 plaintiffs numbers by heart. Annabelle Daniels. Annabelle Daniels, 714-454-9346. She knows, because Julia Roberts knows everything, and she can't stand Peter Coyote. Turns out she was right not to stand Peter Coyote. Well, so that's the thing is, like, you know, Tom Girardi has been at the forefront of so many good cases that have taken Mm -hmm. on these big baddies. And because he has the resources and money and staff, he has been able to win these big settlements for these Mm -hmm. people. But, of course, there is corruption in the payout. And yeah. you you know when they came on to the to the Eric Aaron Brockovich case, they took like forty percent of yeah. because oh, yeah. they were yeah. I mean, it was it's in the movie. It's in the movie because they're like yeah. that's when Julie Roberts is like, I know that you're mad that the these lawyers are going to come in and they're going to take a huge cut of the money, and she's like, well, guess what. I mean, it's actually really fucked up, but it's, it is acknowledged in the movie where she's like, they are going to take a huge cut, but it's essentially they take a huge cut or you get literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like everyone needs to be involved so that you can make as much as possible before the blood sucking lawyers take, you know, as much as they possibly can. So it's like what's weird about that movie is that the lawyers are are it, they they really are they're put in a gray area where it's like they're painted not really as heroes. They're painted as people who are who exploit exploit victims but like mm-hmm. subtly like if you've seen that movie as many times as I have you notice that like it's not a it's not a fan of the lawyers but like I love this this interview that you found with him where it's like the Peter Coyote character a known character actor who I would say isn't his best Peter Coyote I think the one I think this is this is the fun fact that I am correct about I think his most iconic role is am I right am I right yes E.T. He's like the nameless man in E.T. who like is with the government and just has like keys on his hips. He also he also has a great voice, so he narrates Ken Burns shit. Anyway, so in this Tom Girardi interview, they changed his name. He's the pastor in A Walk to Remember, which I totally, or the reverend, I totally can't imagine that being iconic to somebody, you know? I can totally imagine that being iconic to somebody. You know, not to I... me. But to somebody. He is iconic to me as Aaron Brockovich lawyer who Aaron Brockovich like gets mad at. And he's iconic to me as the man with the keys in E.T. Man with the keys. How did you do this? Well, um, seeing as how I have no brains or legal expertise and Ed here was losing all faith in the system. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Completely no faith. No faith. I just went up there and performed sexual favors. 634 blowjobs in five days. 
I'm really quite tired. But this is important. Kurt Potter, that is not the name Tom Girardi. Tom Girardi, however, claims that he is playing Tom Girardi because... And it's just a fictionalized name because Tom Girardi was a consultant on Aaron Brockovich because it was based on his firm and he was there on set every day. And he was like, I know it's not in the credits, but like, it's definitely me or whatever. He just, he comes across as super annoying in this interview that you found. I'm, just I'm like, sure he was what an exhausting on set man. consulting about the case, which kind of makes sense mm-hmm. because course, whether or not course. that guy is him, which seems like it might be accurate, like, yeah. or somewhat accurate, he was on set telling them, you know, helping them or doing whatever but this mm-hmm. is not the fir- it's just crazy because this is not the first time that Girardi has been accused Girardi and his firm have been accused of stealing or embezzling from settlements like they also sued Lockheed Martin and they won a ton of money 33 million dollars or whatever or even more than that and then there was claims that they weren't distributing the money fairly or on time or literally mm-hmm. at all so this seems to this accusation seems to happen a lot and maybe they've gotten away with this times in the past even though they're accused of doing it they still kind of Mm -hmm. do it because he remains doing it (laughs) and this divorce is maybe kind of the final straw in this scheme because it is the most desperate attempt to keep money that has been embezzled allegedly Mm -hmm. allegedly allegedly Allegedly. not that that and then this tweet which people found. They said shortly after the documents were filed, Erica shared a cryptic message on Twitter, seemingly alluding to her current situation. And it's just her in kind of glam. Yes. Hand on her hip in a photo studio. This isn't a candid. And it says high drama, which yeah. is just, yeah. I mean, truly offen- like truly offensive. Where yeah. it's like your husband is being accused of all of this and you're doing some tongue-in-cheek Twitter posts. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway. out of all out of all housewives things, this one's pretty disgusting if true, uh, and mm-hmm. would rank up there. And it sucks because uh, she's a favorite or she's a fan favorite, and so I guess uh, bye bye. You know, like just not cool, not cool. This is also a Steven Soderbergh movie, you know, like totally. <laughs> it's know. a movie. What happened? Like, but it's but it's flipped where it's like the lawyers are the villains in this, and it's you know following the the Aaron Brockovich of this Boeing 737 lawsuit trying to sue the lawyers. I mean, the story's not over yet, but we can only hope for a Julia Roberts movie. You also got an email that the 737 Max is cleared for takeoff. So uh, you want to jump on that? I, <laughs> I just couldn't believe that it came in as we were preparing for the episode. Like this morning when we were about to get on mic, I get an email that's like the 737 Max is cleared for takeoff. From I don't know if anyone subscribes to Chop Scott's cheap yeah, flights. Unsubscribe I do. and during the pandemic. <laughs> how many flights have I bought from Scott's cheap flights? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I've never bought a flight from Scott's cheap flights, but I like, it's sort of like the fantasy you get and it's like, oh wow, I, I could go to Portugal for $300. And then you just like put the fantasy away. I don't know. It's yes, like brief a, serotonin it, it, rushes. The difference now and then is is wild. Then you could actually buy that ticket. Now you're getting yeah. emails that are like desperate being like, please fly the 737 Max. It's ready for takeoff. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the only one on that flight. But the but the email is is totally him being like, here's here's what this means. It's back in business. It makes sense if you're scared. Here's how to find out if a plane that you're flying is a 737 MAX. And it's just like, oh, my my God, God, this whole thing is depressing. This whole thing is depressing. You know what's also depressing? Jordan Sparks at an empty water park in the middle of us in the middle of texas yeah what's going on here she did her first of all this is a new version i I, 
I've a few weeks in a row now I've been like I don't want to talk about Jordan Sparks anymore like we've talked about Jordan Sparks Mm -hmm. enough Bobby keeps putting her on the list as if I want to talk about her again and no I do not skip over her and we skip over her because I literally like as we're recording I'm like I don't want to talk about her but she is she's she's still flouting my rule because she made this 25 things you got to know about me but in a video form which is rare as we know very rare very rare Mm -hmm. it has 761 Mm -hmm. views on youtube which is incredible uh and she did it live from an empty water park hi us weekly it's your girl jordan sparks and here's 10 things you might not know about me it's not even the thing is there's like two people walking by and they're in full clothes it's not even like if this were if this were summer in the pandemic i would have been like that's irresponsible and bad but this is practically winter in the middle of a pandemic and yes i know it's texas i'm from texas i know it doesn't get super cold in the winter but still i'm not going to a water park in december in texas i'm sorry and especially not during a pandemic does she need help? Is she being held there on quarantine I mean, or by I, some other reason? Not, Why is she sitting on what looks like I the mean, balcony? Look at this balcony she's on. I mean, not to be like, she, there's looks, definitely Munich vibes happening here. You know what I'm saying? Scary. Like, there's it's something a little scary. going on here. It's a, it's little, a little scary. scary. And so I she mean, did her 25 things. It's weird. And so I'm looking at this Jordan Sparks and Kalahari Resort thing, which is a Round Rock water park. And I'm like, why are you doing Spawn for this? Is this because you were contractually obligated to do this based on something you signed a year ago? Like in preparation for the opening of this water park? Or is it brand new? If that's the case, this contract was the most poorly written contract on her end. I mean, she needs she needs Tom Girardi or somebody of that nature to get her out of this mm. contract because it seems like it is... Mm-hmm. A dangerous contract. This woman has been talking about this res- this water park for years now. I mean, I feel like I've every time I see her, she's talking about this fucking water park. And now I see her <laughs> held there, just w- held there on a balcony. It's empty. It's <laughs> empty. And also, why would anyone be there? Even if there weren't a pandemic going on, why would you be at a water park in December? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah. because, I mean, ideal, what they want it to be is because Jordan Sparks told you to go there, but I'm not listening. Bonus one, actually. Number 11, I absolutely adore water parks. I am here at Kalahari Resorts in Round Rock, Texas. It's amazing, and it's the largest water park in America, or largest indoor water park in America. It's so cool, and there's something for everyone. So make sure you go to kalahariresorts.com to book your stay. Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want 
and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Asa Gonzalez, this is some great, this is some like, this is like, <laughs> this is such good who news. Oh my God. She's, she's taken the torch from Rita as in like, let's get back to normal. Okay. You but know wait. what folks, I Here's just got thing. an allergy test and guess what? I'm allergic to everything. But the best part about this is that she, she posted this on her Instagram, like any, you know, person mm-hmm. would. And the only people to pick it up and run with it was just Jared. They were like, we got it. We're doing it. Front page. Get it. Get it going. Let's get it up. Like they were the only outlet to post this. I searched. I tried to find anyone else who reported on her allergies. No one else. No Mm -hmm. one else picked this up. And it said they tweeted, Asa Gonzalez just took an allergy test and it revealed she's allergic to dozens (laughs) of things. See the results. (laughs) That was the click. That was the click through. And to be fair to her, I mean, this is mostly just making fun of just Jared was she's allergic to an extraordinary amount of things. It's scary. It's very scary. It's a little scary. Well, the headline, the headline post click through is Asa Gonzalez reveals results from her allergy test and she's allergic to so many things. (laughs) It's just like. Okay, so she says, I've struggled with terrible allergies forever and allergies morph, so I'm always having to get on it. I've been treated for allergies since I was a newborn baby, whatever. But it's then, sad. This is like a real medical thing. It is sad. But- it is sad and is a little scary, but just Jared lists out everything that she's allergic to. They go through, because she, she just posts a picture. They write out, this page revealed that Asa is allergic to egg yolk, cocoa, salmon, sa- a strawberry, tomato, beef, rice, cashew, corn, cow's milk, pea, peanut, shrimp, soybean, walnut, whole wheat, and a shellfish mix. <laughs> And then she posts another page. And then page. a photo, a photo. And then they write, this page <laughs> says allergic to cantaloupe, orange, sesame, navy bean, sweet potato, string bean, broccoli, carrot, celery, cucumber, lettuce, cranberry, garlic, ginger, vanilla, coffee, grapefruit, cinnamon, olive, mustard, cabbage, black pepper, cherry, pork, turkey, crab, clam, black bass, tuna fish, lemon, hazelnut, and almond. I feel like I need what? to have Kate Winslet's lungs to read that list. Oh my God. It's also, it's first of all, it's horrifying. I mean, we keep saying this, but it's horrifying that she's allergic to so much mm-hmm. it's so scary it's so scary you know what allergy tests always make me think of the skin's yeah. cr- scratchy allergy test scratchy, have you seen the movie have you seen the movie antitrust with ryan felipe and claire yes. forlani yes and Rachel yes Cook? yes yes good movie yes <laughs> and there's a good i learned about moment. antitrust that teaches you what antitrust is <laughs> I learned about I learned about allergy tests and antitrust laws, and it was the it was the scene where Ryan Phillippe isn't sure whether or not Claire Forlani is trying to poison him with by making a food filled with something he's allergic to. So he scratches his like arm, and then he dabs a little bit of I think it's like risotto or something. Like he dabs a little bit on the scratch to see if it reacts, uh-huh. and it doesn't. And then he finds out that she actually doesn't want to kill him. Right. But I was like, oh, that's how you can do allergy tests? It's but literally it turns a scratch. Out that's just it's how you do allergy scratch. tests. Yeah, it's literally a yeah. scratch. Thank you, antitrust. In case you forgot, I feel like you should remind people who Asa Gonzalez is, not to be like, whatever, but I don't think she's actually famous enough to let us just kind of mention her as if we do every week, because we don't. We, she kind of has the, she kind of has a come up that is slow but steady, and I feel like, mm-hmm. like she 
you know, she was in Baby Driver. She was in Alita Battle Angel, which a lot of people saw. She was the Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, which is a big deal. She does like action-y type movies and she's a hot girl and she dated <laughs> Timmy Chalamet briefly. 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 Remember they were spot on Remember that they boat were in Mexico? Smooching. Yeah. They were smooching on a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she also, During the pandemic. Didn't mm-hmm. she also date Josh Duhamel? And we were like, no, don't do it, girl. Don't do it, girl. See, I think on. she did. Let's not say. Let's. She let's did. Say. She did. I'm gonna say. Okay. Yes, they did. But they broke up a while. They broke up a while ago. I think a the first ago. time we talked about her, that it was because she was dating Josh Duhamel. Yeah. Yes, that's the first time we talked about her because I remember being like, "Who's this girl dating Josh Duhamel?" And it was the girl from Baby Driver. The girl. But you're right about the slow but steady. I think that she definitely has them potential. To like. Totally. Oh, she definitely does because she's um, in she's in Gorilla vs. Kong, which I don't know how big of a movie that's going to be, but I know they spent a lot of money on it, and that's coming out. It's coming straight to rep- HBO Max. Rep- coming oh, straight to it? HBO Max. Is it? It's one of the it's one of the Warner movies. It yeah, is, yeah. And what's crazy yeah. is the movie she did after that is a Michael Bay movie. So clearly she has a style. She's going for it. Something going on. Because she's in a Jake on. Gyllenhaal Michael Bay movie <sighs> about two brothers stealing an ambulance. Two brothers stealing an ambulance. Dylan and Jake. What's it called? It's called Ambulance. <laughs> it's called Ambulance. It's called Ambulance. It's called Ambulance. She's in a movie about... Two guys stealing She's in ambulance. a movie about Jake Gyllenhaal stealing an ambulance? Yeah. Oh, my God. Pick me up. <laughs> Pick me up, Jake. <laughs> Call... Pop... Papa 911. Are you kidding me? Please. Wait, I would love <laughs> the idea. They steal an ambulance and you're just in the back in the stretcher and you're like, oh, I'm having an allergic reaction. <laughs> my biggest enemy. Oh, my God. Okay. That's fun. Okay, what's next on this list? Oh, oh no. Speaking okay. of films in development hell. This one, this thing, this I don't know. Okay, this is the problem with this is the double-edged sword of of comments by celebs, not the account, but like the In general. Um, in general, the the weighted uh nature of visible comments on Instagram the way the algorithm works, or it's not even an algorithm at this point, your your verified accounts get priority and like the account, the comments that you see when there's like a famous person who has thousands of comments, the ones you see when you scroll past are, they tend to be notable people. And so it was seen by people that when Nicole Kidman posted an Instagram, Tara Reid commented on it because it popped up in their feeds. And what she commented was, you are truly amazing in everything you do. I've been a huge fan forever. Hopefully one day we can work together soon. I'm producing a movie, Masha's Mushroom. It's starring Vivica Fox, Billy Zane, Beverly D'Angelo. All of this is spelled wrong, by the way. Myself, Tara Reid, Sade, and others. It truly an amazing script. So she basically offered Nicole Kidman the chance to read this script and consider being in this movie, but in an Instagram comment. Yeah. And it has a ridiculous name. The cast is all over the place. It's also Tara Reid, who's kind of an unreliable witness person, <laughs> witness narrator. Uh-huh. And so obviously this got attention. Wow. Shoreline does and Universal this movie doing exist? it. It's a franchise of five films. Yes. Wow. Yes. Movie does, does the movie exist? It does yes. exist. Does Tara Reid you know, have a role in it? Yes. Does Vivica A. Fox? Yes. Does Billy Zane? Yes. Does Beverly D'Angelo? Yes. Does Sade? 
Question mark. We don't know where Sade is. We have is. not found any proof of Sade being in this movie. But yes. according to Tara Reid, it does. It's called Masha's Mushroom. The movie is about what it's like. Oh, here we go. A workaholic mother. This is the synopsis. A workaholic mother tries to throw a perfect birthday party for her daughter, but all the guests are... Un- Even the plot synopsis on IMDb has a typo. <laughs> but all the guests are unknowingly drugged and must figure out what is real and what is hallucination in order to survive. Okay, so is that would typo Nicole real be good in this? or is it a hallucination? <laughs> Nicole would be great in this. And honestly, after the, after the undoing, I think Nicole needs to change it up. Enough with the enough with the whodunits. Let's get Nicole mm-hmm. in a movie about hallucinating. I think she'd be great. <laughs> she spent all of the undoing being like realizing things, you know, uh, coming to the realization of things. She's got that muscle work. She spent already. all of her marriage with Tom Cruise coming to those realizations. <laughs> she's a, you know, she knows exactly what she's doing here. Yeah, why not The weirdest part about this story, Tara though. and Masha, yeah? <laughs> oh, should we go through all these people? Okay, Fox, we know. She's, oh, a, no. she's a them. We don't need to go Billy through these Zane, people. Billy Zane, who, Beverly D'Angelo. Okay. Beverly D'Angelo Christmas them because she's Clark yeah, Griswold's wife. but who? But who? Who? But who? Yeah. But, uh, long-term relationship with Al Pacino, which is fun. Um, But the weirdest part about the story happened, I think this was yesterday, but over the weekend. So this happened last week. Over the weekend, she was on a radio show. And it made the rounds because people, it showed up in the comments. People were going to Nicole. People follow Nicole on Instagram and the the finale of The Undoing happened and they they saw this comment and everybody was like laughing, you know, ha ha ha. And then it Mm. got back to Tara. And she was asked about asking Nicole Kidman to be in her movie on this radio show, Access All Areas. Never heard of that. It's not a podcast, which is sort of refreshing for me. It's not a podcast. It's an actual radio show. Refreshing. And she said, here we go. She said, quote, I don't think I did because I think I'm not the only one who controls my Instagram. So there's a couple people who do it. Do you know what I mean? I totally know what you mean, Tara. I, I actually totally do, know what you mean. I actually do know what she means and i just realized it's not tara reed it's tara it's... reed and you know why we'll get to it in a second it rhymes with cara delavine no we... but i thought it was i i started saying it differently because i thought it was cara delavine oh wait so what is it is it cara cara well, now or tara, I, well, tara? we can get to this later but i was like oh wait because that that meme made me realize i've been saying tara reed's name wrong but am i saying it wrong or is, is it she tara tara or cara cara sharknado uh oh, yes. star tara reed did a satellite interview from new york with australia's today show to promote the franchise's sixth film and a lot of viewers were calling tara's behavior bizarre much more carla delavine is in the movie uh, she joins us live from new york city to talk about paper towns cara good morning um but i believe that I believe that I believe that plenty of I feel like many people have the password to to Tara Tara Reed's Instagram. Could have been Jedward. It could have been Jedward who could did. Could have this. been one of Jedwards. They're but just trying to help the, her cast. It would explain. I I don't think that I don't think that Tara is a liar. Like I think she is as confused as she sounds in this interview. Where she's like, I don't think it, I, I don't think it was me. Like, who the hell knows? Like, I like that she's like, I truly have no recollection of this. Like, it could have been her, but it could have been someone else. And I think that is um, not proven. But there's uh, an argument to be made that it's more likely that it's someone else based on the language that's used in the comment because it says myself, Tara Reed. Why would anyone say that? But I guess. Most people wouldn't say that, but Tara Reid might say that. I don't know. The whole thing is very confusing, and I believe that Tara is confused, and I don't believe that we'll ever know who did it. Starring Tara Reid, who is me. Tara Reid, which <laughs> yeah. is me. Who Myself. is me? Who is me? So it is Tara. Okay, so it's Tara. So it's Kara, but also maybe she thinks that it's Kara, but it's Kara. 
Oh, so you think that but, it's Tara, but Tara thinks that it's Kara. I think it's, it's Tara, Tara and Kara. Wait, hold on. I think that on. Tara thinks it's Kara, but I think Kara's name is Kara Delevingne. The reason why we're talking about these women's names and how you pronounce them <laughs> is because there's a devious celebrity meme going around. Let me tell you, the celebrities are losing their minds. Losing mm, it. Some celebrities. But, not all. What not all celebrities. It's a weird mix of celebrities. That's I mean, what I think, I'm saying. I think every celebrity on this list is losing their their mind. But this meme was, you know, it it got started not by Garcelle, but Garcelle was the one who spread it to the celebrities. Garcelle Beauvais, who's mm-hmm. a speak, housewife, speaking of housewives, is a housewife um, as well as an actress. The meme was created by an account called the Morgan Letters, I guess. Like a that mm-hmm. joke. It's it's Elf on the Shelf, and the the joke is. I'm telling you, there's no punchline here. It's the picture of the celebrity with someone else or something else on their shoulder. Get it? Elf on shelf. But it's like Garcelle it took rhymes. a picture of of Pharrell and put herself on his shoulder. Get it? Garcelle on Pharrell. But the Morgan Letters did this because it's like a meme account. It's like a Housewives account. It has a lot of followers. Oh, they it's made a funny, this for yes, Garcelle. It's a funny Instagram account. And they that was the first one that they made. And Garcelle was... The person who like regrammed it. And so when Garcelle regrammed it and was like, LOL, this is funny, Elizabeth Banks saw it next. She did Hanks on Banks and put a picture of Forrest Gump. She's a super spreader. <laughs> right? She is. She's a super spreader. I think that this sort of it 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 makes sense for Elizabeth Banks' personality as sort of like the person who's always kind of in the wings but everywhere. Like that yes. she would have this level of power over people even though she's kind of – she's kind of not quite A-list. Well, you know what I mean? Well, it makes sense for Elizabeth Banks like, I can see her being the friend. To mm-hmm. watch and follow Housewives so that she follows Garcelle. And then she mm-hmm. thought, then she posted it but then Reese Witherspoon sees her. Like Elizabeth, Reese Witherspoon pays attention to Elizabeth Banks. Because then mm-hmm. Reese really blew it up. So Reese, Reese Witherspoon follows oh, up God. Elizabeth Banks's thing and says, Grease on Reese. So she puts the Grease cast on her shoulder, Insane. Grease on Reese. Insane. So again, the reason this all really started, which I think we need to provide the context, is like Elf on the Shelf is that thing where like you take the I elf know. around the yeah. world, you get other people to take, and then you and then you take photos of it. And so the, the idea is that because we're in a pandemic, there's no traveling this year. We're not going to see people. The elf on the shelf is staying at home. How do we make a version of this in these times? Mm-hmm. And this is the funny meme or quote unquote funny meme. And Reese sort of took it over the edge. So people really started doing it when Reese did it. And we have. I tried to make a sort of like Abraham beget, 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 I beget, see, beget. I see, I see. Elizabeth beget Reese, Reese begets Sean Hayes. Uh-huh. And so we have some that are direct lines because the way that the meme works is um, inconsistent. Also, there is no hashtag that everyone has agreed right. on. They'll, this is why it's like truly unquote, a low rent shitty meme. You can't find them anywhere. Right. But they'll quote Reese. Like they like will say like challenge accepted Reese. Like they go a lot of it goes mm-hmm. back to Reese's yeah. prompt. Mm-hmm. But some of them, some of the people who post it will post a slideshow showing the uh, progression, but some people don't. So in some cases, you can see that it was like, oh, Sean Hayes specifically took his orders from Reese Witherspoon, who specifically took her orders from Elizabeth Banks. But in some cases, like with Chrissy Metz posting Missy Elliott on her shoulder, she didn't reference anyone. She just said, Missy on Chrissy, uh, Mimi's make you lose control. 
And it's like, oh my god. Jamie Lynn Siegler never told me who told her to put Diggler on Sigler. No one told me, no like one said Dirk Diggler you know, what from, her origin story was. Like Mark Wahlberg? From Boogie Nights. Yeah, she put okay. Mark Wahlberg in a Speedo on her shoulder and said, Jamie Lynn Sigler, Diggler yeah, on Sigler. Yeah. But yeah. most of them referenced Reese or Elizabeth. Only rarely did they call out Garcelle by name. So you have Prawn on rude. Sean, Sean Hayes. You have Loch Ness mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Mess, a.k.a. Deborah Messing, truly out of control. You have bestseller <laughs> on Geller, like a book, Sarah Michelle Geller. Like a yeah, book? literally the Da Vinci Code on her shoulder. That's L- funny, the Da Vinci Code That's on her shoulder. That's pretty funny. Shoulder. You yes. have a uh, Corden on Jordan, <laughs> Leslie Jordan. You have Penn on Jen. Uh, Sean Penn went on Jennifer Garner's shoulder, which I thought was strange. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Brady's on Katie. Katie Couric put like Tom like Brady. Like the Brady Bunch. Oh, the Brady Bunch. Okay. No, the Brady Bunch. You got mm-hmm. Casey on Tracy. <laughs> Tracy Cunningham. That's random. You got Dolly on Molly. Molly Sims. You got Miami Vice on Bryce. Bryce Dallas Howard being fucking insane, of course. Uh, <laughs> Dove on Love. Jennifer Love. Dove Jan- Cameron. You got Janny on Annie, which is Anne Hathaway, who is self-identifies as Annie, as we know. Um, Annie wins. Yeah, I think Annie kind of wins because she put it was the Allison Janney from I Tanya. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip some of these. You got Stark on Mark, which was promo <laughs> for Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> you got Harry on Jerry. This is Harry on Jerry. Gerald this is the Ber- funniest line. Gerard Butler, who goes by Jerry, apparently that's news to me. Put Harry. Someone, Harry Styles? Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter on Jerry. But Harry and Jerry don't rhyme in my accent. Do they rhyme in his accent? Harry and Jerry? Yeah, they rhyme. (laughs) Harry, Jerry. (laughs) Kyle McLeod. But this this line is funny because this is like, oh my God, the gender here. Like Mark Ruffalo followed up Elizabeth Banks. But Gerard Butler and Kyle McLaughlin only did it because of Mark Ruffalo. So we have right, Kyle McLaughlin doing Styles on Kyle, which is Harry Styles on Kyle. But like also Styles on Kyle, not really, again, not really as, they're kind of dissonant to me. Then not we really have very what we're good. talking about, which is Tara on Kara or Kara on Tara, which don't rhyme, but Tara Reid didn't know mm-hmm. that Kara was not Kara, which Okay, sure. They're spelled mm-hmm, exactly. similarly. She didn't but know. But she didn't know that. Then you have skate on mm-hmm. Kate. Kate Walsh. Skate who? Like up skate? Like an actual skate? Uh, a Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was on her shoulder. So it was Tony Hawk on Kate Walsh. Uh, skate on Kate. Okay. You have Pascal on Gal. You have uh, you have Puff on Huff. I guess that's good for Julianne Huff because she's reminding people how to pronounce her name correctly. So I respect that. Like she meant like Puff Daddy, right? Yeah. You have... Uh, more on shore again somebody reminding you how to pronounce their last name jessica shore's last name is spelled exactly R, which is so she's reminding you it's it's pronounced like more blanche on branch kind of like that one for michelle branch uh bowie on zoe that's blanche boring Devereaux on for michelle bowie branch De, for uh-huh bowie on zoe and then you have barbara who misunderstood the prompt and put carb on barb she just put like a, a <laughs> loaf of bread on her a loaf of Wonder Bread. A loaf of Wonder Bread on Barbara uh-huh. Corcoran's shoulder said Carb on Barb, which was pretty funny, but she's not really following the prompt. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then finally you have um, Marcel the Shell on Michelle Monaghan. Marcel the Shell on Michelle. I mean, this is the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst meme. It's maybe it's it's. It's so much worse than the worst meme of 2020, which was also so bad that it became good, a.k.a. Gossip Girl, Go Piss Girl. Go Piss Girl okay, was the that worst was meme good. of 2020 I'm sorry. until this meme. If literally 
any of these listed celebrities <sighs> could tell me about Go Piss Girl, the Gossip Girl meme, then I would they would be my favorite <laughs> for life. That would be automatic standum. If if Kate Walsh could explain to me Go Piss Girl, the Gossip Girl meme, I would fucking stan her. But it's like Can you I almost that? Wait. you almost want <laughs> Go piss girl was go piss girl was a <laughs> terrible meme. I wish I could it? tell you who originated it. So it's it was a photo of uh, Blake Lively on the first frame. It was a two frame top bottom meme. The fr- the top frame was Blake Lively in a screen grab of Gossip Girl. I think just promo art of Gossip Girl asking a question or declaring something about herself. And the next frame was always, always Leeton Meester with the letters from Gossip Girl underneath her as the caption, but rearranged to be a response to what Blake Lively was saying. So I think the first version of this was literally Blake Lively saying, I have to pee. And then the next frame is Leighton Meester and the letters of Gossip Girl are rearranged. So it says, go piss girl. And so people did any number. It was sort of like, it was the prototypical version of like, we needed to get that out of our systems before we could get the Jane Lynch saying, I will create a, uh, I'm going to create an environment that is so toxic. Like we needed to get that out of our systems. I would argue is the best meme of the year because it's Absolutely. truly a, Absolutely. it's from, first of all, it's old. It's old and it's back with a vengeance it came and in it's waves. hilarious. It was a sec- okay, this was the second wave. Just want to say, according according to Know Your Meme, the first Gossip Girl meme was posted in April, April 11th, peak Peak terror, uh, peak terror zone by an account called Barrio Tokyo. In case you were wondering, that was the okay. first, the first one, and it was the one that they posted was. Wait, I just want to see what the original was. I think it was Go Piss Girl. No, it wasn't. The, that could have not been the first one. How? Oh, it's yes. just the account was suspended. I'll never see what it was. No, the first one was definitely Go Piss Girl. Right. I mean, they just, do you remember the one that was, why did the U.S. invade Iraq? And it's just oil girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oil girl. My grandma did. R.I.P. girl. (laughs) This, this meme. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. So this elf on the shelf meme is. um, I'd rather talk about the Jane Lynch meme. But I think this meme, like in terms of celebrity, you have. It's such a disaster that, like, it proves how, like, it proves that there is an art and a strategy to creating a good meme. Because this meme is, there's not much to it. Yes, it's a rhyme. You just have to do the thing. But, like, in terms of um, repeating it, no one really has any sort of, like, there's no uniform way to share it. Mm. And it's not like the Jane Lynch meme where you could just, like, where you just post a thing on Twitter and you're done and it's fine. Like, Mm. this, it's like, you need... This requires the challenge aspect, and no one is linking it back to the other people no, with and it's any, not, like, consistency. It's not funny. It's not funny. Because no, at least with I'm no. going to create an environment that is so toxic, there's, like, a one-upping that is funny, and the jokes are actual jokes versus, ooh, who's this celebrity going to rhyme their name with? Mm-hmm. There's nothing exciting about that. But right. it's not it's surprising. The most... Celebrities love a way to post themselves and other notable celebrities. Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. if Deborah Messing... That's not a good example. Oh, Jennifer Garner's posting Sean Penn on Jen. Like, that's, you know, it's like, oh, that's my friend Sean. It's so funny. It's so funny, you know? So but, funny. like, the responses, the responses and the comments are really a, a window into the psyche of these people because it's like Jennifer Garner literally posted Sean Penn on her shoulder and you have 
extremely famous, rich, influential people in the comments being like, Be like ha, ha, he, he, ha, you are he. you are brilliant. This is the most I've laughed in days. It's like, what is wrong with these people? Like, what is their sense of humor? <laughs> now I understand why Sia got so pissed off when they were like, your movie's offensive. And she's like, how dare you say my movie's offensive? Like, they're so out of touch. That they think this is funny. It's like, I dare you to laugh at Go Piss Girl. Like, uh-huh. none of these people would find Go Piss Girl funny. I don't know. It's uh-huh. a it's a funny portrait, and I and it's especially funny that Garcelle Beauvais, maybe one of the most uh, uh, well liked current Real Housewives cast members, I would say. People love Garcelle. Yes, sure. Yeah. Like her influence didn't spread across the Real Housewives world. I think that that's fascinating. Where it's like those people yeah. are way too smart. Like your your Housewives people are too good at the internet. They were like, I'm not participating in this bullshit. Like, like Lisa Rinna wasn't out here putting like uh, uh, Pisa on Lisa, like the Tower of Pisa on her shoulder. Like, no, she wasn't out here doing that. She didn't do shit. The 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 canniest celebrities were not participating. Wait, I remember, you know? was it Potomac where they got in a fight because one of them liked a fan account's post about a different one of them? Was that? Yes. And then the one of them yes. thought it was their account? Yeah. Like, they barely know Robin didn't what understand. a fan account Robin means. Dixon didn't understand what a fan account was. She thought it was her. She thought it was the person's mm-hmm. account when she didn't realize it was a separate account that was posting shit about her that, that yeah. this person did heart. They did heart it. I think it that was. Sort of, that sort of disproves my theory. Yeah, well, that sort of disproves my theory. But what I'm saying is, it's funny to me that the Real Housewives crew didn't get on this, but other people, Mm -hmm. like the basic celebrities did, but Mm -hmm. the people who were kind of good at the internet did not. And Mm -hmm. I would say that even though Reese Witherspoon has her aesthetic down, I wouldn't necessarily call her like good at the internet. I would call her a marketer. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. She's got a good monitoring yeah. service or it's a, like you weren't a seeing, software. Yeah. When when Cara Delevingne saw Tara on Cara or Cara on Tara, she wasn't like, I should participate in this. She's probably like, LOL, these people are embarrassing. Tara you on know? Cara. Cara. Like, I'm going to leave this for Deborah Messing and Sean Hayes. I am going to create an meme. That is so boring. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep, some That's are for true. relaxation, but like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two 
2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. <laughs> anyway, um, we can scroll back up to do the topic we were going to do before this, which is pretty funny that Larsa Pippen keeps finding ways to make it into this show. I um, mean, she's really... Much to, much to the delight of some people. I know. Um, I'm like, so I know. I'm like, can we avoid Larsa? Larsa? But then she makes herself unavoidable. Larsa Pippen was spotted, according to, is that delisted? Delisted, according photos. to a delisted story, holding hands with photos. There were photos of her holding hands with a basketball player named Malik Beasley. And the thing is, as the headline points out, Larsa Pippen is not Malik's wife. And Malik does have a wife. Malik is married to a woman who is not Larsa Pippen. And that woman is furious. And her name is Montana what? Yao? Montana Yao. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, she didn't know the headlines until on this. The headlines on this were truly wild because it was like, Larsa Pippen spotted holding the hands of a basketball player who is married or married basketball, married basketballer's wife sees Larsa Pippen holding the hands of her husband. The the idea that no that she didn't know that he that he was out here holding hands with Larsa Pippen and we didn't know that he was out here being married. And he's not even like I asked a source of basketball source. He's not like this big basketball player. He's kind of like not a big, huge deal, you know, but apparently so he's a hooey basketball player. Okay. He's very he's kind of hooey and she posted a selfie. Larsa posted a selfie in October, the end of October, and he wrote, "I just want to take you on a date and treat you like a queen." And well, I guess she said, "Take me on a date, treat me like a queen." And there are photos of them holding hands and this guy <laughs> is literally married and his wife sees the photos and is like, "Uh, what?" and files for divorce. Like she filed for divorce. Good. And notable, he's 24. He's 24, Lars is 46. Just noting, just saying, just saying, just saying, in case you were mm-hmm. wondering. But this Montana Yao woman who has since filed for divorce, her her stories, like, I totally believe them. She just posted three text stories and were like, hey, thanks everyone for telling me this. Uh, yes, I'm devastated. I didn't know this was happening. I'm seeing this for the first time, just like y'all. Because these photos aren't like fan taken photos. They're they're paparazzi photos. So I just am mm-hmm. confused as to mm-hmm. like what, it's not like they were like hiding this they're just they're in the airport it's in an airport yeah that's so yeah so weird yeah and then of course larsa pippen who honestly is really gaining a reputation of being just kind of the worst writes on social media her story she writes don't judge me until you know me don't underestimate me until you challenge me and don't talk about me until you've talked to me which is, I mean, that's that's the way you talk whenever you're best friends with the Kardashians, you know? <laughs> that's like, true. that's how you respond to things with that's these true. weird, like, high and mighty, like, sanctimonious, but also, like, not it's nonsense. Tao of Poo, and you, like, take a quote from it or whatever. Remember the Tao mm-hmm. of Poo? That, like, yes. book that people had on their toilets? Um, yeah. And then you put at the end, like, a uh, book of, like, book of Job, like, 1165 or whatever. Sorry, I'm not or good something. at... Or something. Yeah, I'm not doing good at doing a Bible impression. But I wanted to find out about Montana Yao. She is a true, a true, true, true who. Yeah. Um, she's probably going to get a lot of good publicity out of this. She was a model because she started 
as a teen. She was literally a Miss Teen USA. She was Miss Malibu Teen USA. Yeah. She was Miss California Teen USA. Yeah. She became a model. That's how she met. Well, then she, as, as a model is how she met, um, what's his name? Malik. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now she's just like trying to get into music. I mm-hmm. went to her website. A lot of it is down. A lot of her website like is one of those things where you have like, the way that it read to me was that it has those... Uh, uh, default pages where it's like about contact sure. whatever yeah and she didn't actually use all of them so a lot of those tabs when you click them they just lead to nothing uh, but what she is left there up. okay yeah. is about she left on some abouts and see these are the three most um i don't know interesting abouts to me so it said her favorites it had her favorites on it her favorite dessert strawberry a strawberry nutella crepe okay. i found that very specific uh-huh and i was like oh that seems that rings true to seems me yummy. i feel seems like she's yummy. being honest mm-hmm. does her biggest fear is earthquakes oh okay sort of like well then leave your state and her favorite type of movie which who can't agree physiological thriller and romantic comedy i oh. realize now that i thought it said psychological i think she meant to say psychological but it says physiological thriller okay let's be real i don't think she meant physiological thriller she, she, what would a physiological psycho- thriller be like what would a physiological thriller be um oh you know what it would be it would be like um you know what if i oh uh 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 like a uh Oh, like whoa, 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 like whoa, whoa, a scary organisms, like a science because it's organism. about like the science of life. So it'd be like scary. It'd be like new life, mm, exactly. or like like a piece of mold is like scary. You know, you're thinking of um, yes, at, not adaptation. That what is it called? The, annihilation. Annihilation. Okay, great. that's a physiological thriller. I would say it is. It is, and it is scary. It is scary. So we stand Montana Yao. She loves annihilation, probably, <laughs> and she loves romantic comedies. When it's when when someone like Larsa is involved, who is extremely well schooled in the way this works, right? There's no way it wasn't calculated. She knew she get attention oh, yeah. for it. Oh yeah. Blah 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 blah. Like she's too good at this for this to be any than anything other than what it is. She's in the headlines all the time, but like I mean I don't know what she's going for, but it's not good stuff. Like she doesn't have like people like standing her for this. It's not mm-hmm. like a fun like bad bitch behavior. Even if like you're like oh I love this girl she's she's fucking fearless this bad bitch it's like kind of not a good look on many Mm -hmm. levels you know not even like it's not even like anyone would be slut shaming her they would just be like this is like just a weird thing to be doing out here you know and again we said this last time but like i do find larsa pippen interesting in the sense that she is she exists in like a unique place in reality stars where again she she became a mom really young like in her 20s she was like a famous basketball player's wife raised kids and didn't start partying until she was in her 40s and i think that's a fun dynamic like it's cool and there are a lot of like larsa could be doing much more interesting things than just scott disick behavior like she's basically behaving like scott disick it's also funny that she hit her 40s and is like i'm gonna fuck around with some fame people who like fame as much as i do but no but it's all younger people because those are the types of people that like i could get involved in my little schemes and so it's funny that she it's like scott disick's just like being a creep i think i think she's being like smart because she's like oh these are kind of the dumb idiots that will like play along with me you know what i mean but it's like this story would be like oh wow lars is having a good time if this guy hadn't been married if this had just been a younger guy and lars is like i'm i'm fucking a young basketball player we would have been like wow lars pippen out here cool good for you enjoy your enjoy your time like 
embracing your like sexuality now that your kids are grown. But now it's like, Larsa, she he has a wife. Yeah. And she's really sad about this. Yeah. And it's like, he clearly um, didn't tell her he was like spending his yeah. birthday with you. Okay. So let's go from like a shady relationship to like a sweetie relationship. I kind of love this because this story went from being like, Christelle is fucking around with a married Dancing with the Stars pro, Gleb, her partner. Because we remember we talked about this. It was like, mm-hmm. Gleb's, you know, Gleb said nothing happened. Christelle said nothing happened. His wife was like, oh, we're getting a divorce, but it has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was kind of like, it made me side eye because they were getting that divorce. Because I was like, well, the proof is in the pudding. Like, if you guys are breaking mm-hmm. up, it seems like something rocked the boat. And was it Chriselle who, ju- who, you know, famously these Dancing with the Stars pros, you know, hook up with their with their celebs or whatever. Exactly. But as it turned out, which is a very heartwarming kind of end to all of this or beginning to all of this, is that Chriselle is actually dating a different Dancing with Stars pro. A different one. Mm-hmm. K.O. Yeah. Who came up? Came up who came up before because he was dancing with um, Anne Heche. They got kicked off really early. And Remember? Anne Heche was like, oh, so handsy with him. Remember how I know. handsy she was, he was like, with him? I like, love Ko. I know. It I... made me like. I rewatched some of those videos this morning, and I was like, it's so uncomfortable. Like Anne, Anne. Um, I don't want to speak for her, but Anne is behave when she is next okay. to him. She is behaving as someone who is like has never been more. In love with just, someone. I think she's just like involved in the spirit of dance. It just moved her. <laughs> like she was like playing a role, you know? She was excited about dancing and with, with such I, a talented dancer, you know? And I think Chriselle is very much like, fool me once, you know, but, and she's not going to speak out about this until it's like real, 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 real. So I wouldn't be super surprised if this ended up not being as serious as it sort of seems but i'm willing to i mean they've been spotted in photos overlook together. that for a second i will say yeah. i love this source from e it says chriselle and ko sources. are officially dating a source tells et <laughs> ko and gleb are best friends chriselle and ko are both awesome and it felt like i'm single you're single let's try this who among us hasn't spoken about their friends who entered into a relationship just like that? Well, I wonder well, if I wonder if Gleb, Gleb and Chriselle, who danced together, had chemistry. Uh-huh. And Gleb was like, yo, I'm married and about to get a divorce. Why don't you date my friend K.O., who is hotter than me, true. And he's Nicole, because we're friends. So, and he's single and you're single. <laughs> Who's hotter than me, true. <laughs> well, sorry. I just, you know, just saying like. But the source, this source keeps going and says, <laughs> this is when is this probably on E or people? Doesn't yeah. matter. No, E.T., E.T., E.T. Yeah. Everyone has been so supportive of their relationship, the source says. Things have been heating up, and they're very into each other. But it's not super serious. It's mm-hmm. like, you're trying to say every single thing at once. Yeah, you're like, to say is every it serious, single thing. or is it not serious? They're officially dating. It's yeah. not serious, but it's heating up. They're, I forget. And all of their friends are supportive. When all we their first friends are talked about K.O., did we mention that he was the first non-white dancing pro on Dancing with the Stars? Did he, we did, no, we didn't mention that. Because that. That that's such a big deal, I think. And this this only happened mm-hmm. in 2014, um, not that many years ago, considering how long this show has been plaguing the airwaves. But uh, <laughs> he, he, it was a big deal. It was kind of a big deal. He's from South Africa. And he's a prince, and he's apparently a prince because his uh, his grandfather was a was a prince, so he's a prince. Yeah. yeah. The way he gets asked, you can tell like every interview they're like, I, interview. every yeah. interview with him, it's like, Kao, I hear you're a prince. He's like, yeah, not yeah, really, sort kind of, of kind not of. really. It's, it's always like because down the line in his lineage, like people who were technically royalty like denounce their royalty. So it's like, what does he say? 
he says, um, uh, I'm a prince, yes, from my dad's side. My grandpa was a prince of a province back in South Africa. My dad declined the position and gave it to my uncle, his younger brother. But because I'm my dad's only son, I became a prince. It's sort of like, this isn't actually very interesting. It's so not. It's I'm not. done with this. It's not. Um, but I think there, it's, it's really I, I'm cute. into it. I it's think I'm really I'm into, and... I'm into Chriselle yeah. being with uh, a cutie famous, like a person exactly this famous. Literally, it's her perfect kind of fame match. I have mm-hmm. to say, though, when we were talking about this season of Dancing with the Stars a million years ago, we predicted that Chriselle would hook up with a pro. And she not only, we thought she did, and then she really did. So I'm just saying we, we guessed that this would be Chriselle would would date a pro at least mm-hmm. for a little while. I put I put this interview clip from NPR in here because I think that it bodes well for Chriselle. And they were asking about his name, and it says, "Does your name have any princely meaning?" Which is a more interesting way to talk about his prince dumb mm-hmm. than just saying oh, you're a prince. Mm-hmm. My name means I rely on God in Setswana, and I'm reliable. So people rely on me. Oh, Chriselle can rely on him. Yeah. Chriselle can rely on him. She does need. She does need a, a reliable shoulder to yeah. lean on. I really, but I even even, Gleb Gleb's getting a divorce. Like I feel like, weirdly, God, correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, but I feel like Gladly. the the Dancing with the Stars pros, are by and large like sort of fine. Like they're just like, kind of boring, okay celebrities who seem like totally okay. Like, well, they're, no problems. They're I, mean. like, I don't want to call them non-problematic. I just want to like, they seem like Well, they're these people free. who have spent their whole lives studying dance to the point of being, like, not only, like, really good at it, but able to teach, which I think is, like, mm-hmm. even more of a kind of impressive thing that they teach these idiot celebrities. I mean, they really... <laughs> seriously, like, you sign up for this to be a dancing pro on the show, and you mm-hmm. are given... Barbara Cochran, you're given who? You could be given anyone. You could be given any schlub, you know, from an from an yeah. 80s sitcom and said, oh, teach this idiot how to do this really difficult stuff. And so I think they're like even more impressive than just being good dancers because not only do they have to like take kind of choreography, they have to give and teach choreography. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, and I also think that some of these celebs, I think I've said this before, are so enamored by the fact that they're learning to dance, something that they never thought that they maybe could do, that the like excitement, the endorphin rush of it all is very much reflected back on these partners that are teaching them. And also a lot of them happen to be hot. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, you have your like Cheryl Burke, uh, what's his face from Boy Meets World, uh, Lor- Lor- Lawrence marriage or whatever. You have like so oh, many yeah. of these successful relationships. Uh, Bella, the Bella twins Rob- and that guy. <laughs> what's his name? Rob Hershevik and what's her name? And what's her name? Kim, da, da, da. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All their names. Exactly. Their exactly. Names. <laughs> I just mean, I just think like, you're right. It's a great place. Like, I think this is why celebrities always want to do Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. for many reasons. But this is a good they one, too. Like, you can find they seem like good. I mean, I, and I, I think it's the, hard to know. They, they seem like they seem like nice people. <laughs> like, they seem like weirdos. Like anyone who's like very laser focused on their one thing. But the still. only argument I would make against them seeming like nice people is anyone who gets a remote amount of fame from an from not being famous can go crazy very easily. Yeah, that's true. And so that's I feel true. like that's these true. these pros, because they're kind of thrown into it all, maybe there's more mm-hmm. chance for them to kind of be 
bad boys or bad girls. Rochelle Souse is getting real about her new romance with Kio Monsepe. Selling Sense the Star gave fans some insight on how things between the two first sparked during her time on Dancing with the Stars while making an appearance on Caitlin Bristow's Instagram Live. Obviously, I had the best experience, but this to me is like the coolest thing, you know, I, I knew from my dance work that I wasn't going to win a mirror ball from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you actually grew a lot, but we'll you know, sure on top. Yeah. Just, um, to have this come from it, I'm just very smitten. So. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Good morning, Rita Ora. We're talking about you. What is Rita Ora up to, Lindsay? She's in hiding. She's in hiding. <laughs> she just, no, like, it's so bad. She fucked up majorly. She fucked up majorly. Well, she canceled know, an appearance on a talk show. Oh, my God. But it wasn't just... she. Her fuck up just keeps on expanding. It wasn't just this birthday party. It came out that a week before the birthday party, she went to Egypt to perform a concert. And she didn't really, like, do the quarantine stuff when she got back. So she went to Egypt on November 21st. She came to Cairo. She came back to London on November 22nd. The birthday party was November 28th. Count the days. Six. That's not even the 10 not even day. Not a week. Uh, it's not like something. It's not even a week. Yeah, it's not even uh, It's not even a week. And isn't the new recommendation is lower than 14 days, but it's still more than six. So and not to be whatever, but you know that performance in Egypt was a corporate party. You know she got paid, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars butt. out the butt out the for that butt. so you know i just it's just like it's just like it sucks it sucks and she had to write this another a whole other thing uh you know uh while i realize the apologetic words of a pop star might not carry much weight especially one who has broken the rules like i have i do realize that some might seek to follow my example well you know not many people are offered hundreds of thousand dollars to go to egypt and do a concert so exactly. it's a little bit of a different situation um she says my message to them is please don't the guilt and shame i've carried this week for my mistakes she said mistake but it's multiple aren't worth it instead continue to listen to the government and advice blah 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 i will take the criticisms my way because i deserve them for my part i hope to one day make it up to the public who have given me so much support um i will be donating my fee from egypt to charity be better than i have been and learn from my mistakes blah blah Never forget Rita's mom is a nurse. Remember that whole thing about her mom being I a nurse? Know. I think that's I think that's what makes the whole thing even worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 shocking to me that she did all of this stuff. Yeah. And I think and and if because if anyone should know better, it's her. Who has more eyes on her than her? Than Rita Ora, you know? <laughs> Who has more eyes than Everyone's her watching Rita Ora. That is why this segment has existed for almost five years. Yeah. So she is it's good that she apologized. It's good that she's donating all the money to charity, but it's 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 re i mean it really it cannot be said enough how fucked up it is that uh -huh. she did this uh -huh. both of these things uh-huh what is she back on the mass singer is that what this is i actually didn't well, see this well it's just like yeah like you know time click time continues she's back host she's back judging the mass singer it's filmed a while ago or maybe actually i really have no clue well, she's on the uk mass singer fyi mm -hmm. she's judging the yeah. uk mass singer 
if it was if it was filmed a while ago, it probably wasn't too long ago. These things aren't super yeah. old. But it's, um, you know, the 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 outcry against Rita is like not like cancel her. It's just weirdly like she just continues to do her Rita things, you know. And I think that it's not even that people want her to be canceled. I think they just want the punishment. I think it's literally like make her pay the fee that everyone else would like a normal person would have get charged. A normal person would have would have. Yeah. And she did. Right. So she did. She did it voluntarily. She apologized. She didn't try to make excuses. She did not get defensive. She admitted that she fucked up. Good for her. Don't do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do it again. Good for her. But she did. But, oh, God. It's just it's terrible that it's not even just this birthday party. It's a whole string of. It's a now there's now a whole other thing that she did that was a different version of what you're not supposed to do, which is travel and not, you know, do it responsibly. Even if you're travel doing it for to work. Egypt and came and I'm still I'm reading this sun story again. And it's like, I will not get over that devious series of Instagrams where she was like, look at me celebrating alone in my house. I know. I know. <laughs> or like I with know. my bubble, with as my bubble. To, as to try and kind of take away, pull away the attention, you know, as to try and be like, look, mm-hmm. oh, my birthday, you know. Uh, We're done. Please, banana. <sighs> we're done. This is my plea to banana. Do more this week. You didn't do enough to warrant a segment. We're going like, to need some more stuff. They like, quote unquote, moved in together. But honestly, that's old news by now. Like, we already knew about this. So, no, we're not going to play the theme song for that little morsel. That little morsel of news. We need more. We, we need, need them more. to do more. We love them. Please do some more stuff. And all of you, please call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our weekly call-in show, Who's There, which is on Friday. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash weekly if you want twice weekly bonus episodes and uh, a twice monthly newsletter. And I think that's it. Have a great week. Uh, love you all. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> bye. Bye. You will drive it. Yeah, yeah, they want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on, come on. Hey. I want to be famous.